What does it take to move your business? Strong arms? A truck? It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. This is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven principles and practical action. We're not talking about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about using those proven business principles to produce value and improvement to your specific situation in your business. All right, so today we're going to talk about moving. And why did this come up? Well, it came up because we're packing up to move the business. And as I was boxing stuff, I realized, hey, this is something that people don't do very often. Um, and what can we do? What can I tell you about what we're doing now versus what maybe we've done in the past? And um, I've moved to this particular business. Uh, this will be our fifth move in 30 years. So I've done this a couple of times, sometimes more successfully than others. And I want to talk about what we're doing and how we structure things so that it goes as smoothly as possible. And so we'll talk about that. I've got a couple of pictures here that we can throw out. Um, you can see on the stream, you can see the uh, picture of of uh, uh, this is our studio where we actually do video webinars, uh, videos for the products, videos uh, like, well, we're just doing, this is only the second live stream. So just getting into that. And uh, so then we've got uh, <laughs> just another cut of my, my empty uh, tool chest that I actually keep audio video gear in. Um, ready to move. Um, uh, this next one is a, a quick one of our conference room. And so you can see kind of the chaos of moving that maybe you're already familiar with. Um, if you've already done this before and, uh, maybe if you haven't, um, then it could come up for you in the future. So, uh, I'm going to bring my notes up here. And so before we get into the, to the meat and potatoes of this, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, uh, the podcast itself. This is the second live stream. As I've mentioned, I haven't decided on a specific time yet. Um, we're still kind of, I'm still kind of working out the bugs and trying to make sure it's all going to work correctly. Um, I did get a new AT, uh, black magic design, ATEM mini, which I will start to use a little bit more when we get to the new facility. Um, I am running it tonight just to see, you know, how it works. Um, but I only have one source, uh, one video source. So at this point, that's uh, it's still going to be pretty straightforward in terms of um, the production. Uh, but I will set a schedule and then we'll we'll move on from from there. And uh, bear with me for a second. I want to monitor the feed real quick here if I can. Um, like, um, it looks like it is not possible for me to figure out how to monitor the live feed on my iPad. So we're just going to, we're just going to can that. No worries. Um, 
So let's get right into, uh, into moving a small business. We're going to go through two basic ideas. Why do we move? And then what I call the five P's of moving, uh, which actually turned into six P's when I did my notes and I didn't update that part. Um, the six P's of moving, not to be confused with the four P's of marketing. Uh, and I'll go through each one of those. And I think if you go through them yourself in, if you're in the situation where you're going to need to move, you'll find that they're helpful. So, uh, why do we move in the first place? Um, there are, uh, a few reasons why we might move, obviously expansion. If you need more space or you need additional resources or facilities that the current space that you're in, um, doesn't provide, uh, it could be, uh, resources. Let's say you expand your production and you need access to a rail yard, uh, for delivery, uh, or, and that's kind of a big business problem maybe, but, uh, you get the idea. So if there's something that you need access to that you don't currently have access to in your, in your facility, you might want to, um, you might want to move for that reason. If you're, uh, contracting when, let's say you shift the activities at a specific office. Um, in our case, over the past few years, we've actually done a lot of work to consolidate uh, uh, our activities at outside vendors. Um, so we have manufacturing is done in three locations in the United States, but none of them are done here. And... <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Uh, I just got a text from a friend. Anyway, um, moving on, we've got, uh, you may have uh, a change of a business model where uh, you've decided that you're only going to do specific activities in a specific location. And that's part of what we did. We went to um, uh, the, the model where manufacturing was outsourced and our standard, uh, our business here was focused on uh, sales and marketing and test and, and uh, research and development. So the next thing you might need to do, uh, wh well, before I go on, I wanna talk a little bit about um, contraction is not always bad, but there is the risk if you're contracting that uh, people will see it as negative. And so you need to be a little bit careful about that. And we're gonna talk about that a little later in one of the six Ps of, um, of moving. So location. So you may need a new location, uh, or you may need to consider whether or not it's going to add revenue. So there might be a better revenue stream at a better location. So if you start your business in an area where there isn't enough foot traffic, but your business is dependent, your revenue is dependent on that foot traffic. Well, and you have the opportunity to go somewhere where there's an increase in foot traffic, then that's a great place for you. Or, for example, if you want to move into a place where there's a business hub, if you're a business-to-business -business, um, company where you're selling to other business owners and uh, you started your business in a retail area or an industrial area, but you get the opportunity to move into a business hub, then you may have uh, more access to your potential customers. So that's a reason why location might, why you might want to change location. Um, your lease could be up. So if you're like us, your lease comes up, you look at alternatives. Um, maybe you want to stay in the exact same space. That's fine. 
But if you can't, for whatever reason, or if it provides an opportunity to look at a better fit, then that's a great time to change where you are. So um, in our case, in 2013, we had a space across town and our landlord wouldn't renew the lease because they wanted to lease the entire building to another company and we only wanted one suite. Well, in that case, we had to move and it worked out for us because we got the space that we're in now that we're moving out of. But this space has served us really, really well for eight years. And we got, we came in and, and it was uh, completely empty. So we got to build it out exactly like we wanted. Of course, in 2020 hindsight, now that we've been here eight years, there are things that uh, I would have done differently, but it has done a really good job for us. And so um, that's, that's another thing is if your lease is up, you might want to look at somewhere else. Um, obviously cost, if you're in a space where maybe you need a more upscale location to attract the clientele that you want to bring in then that's an opportunity right there. You can get a nicer space or you can go the other direction. If you don't need that kind of uh, street presence, then maybe a more economical uh, location will work just as well and save you some money, keep some costs down. And so for us, um, our lease came is, is up in February and I'm looking forward to, uh, or as I looked around, um, you know, we had the option to potentially stay where we are, but we, the, the directed energy has, is a business to business com company and very few of our customers are local here in Fort Collins. So when we looked at what we're going to do, um, we had a lot of options because we could stay here and ship anywhere in the world, but we could also go somewhere else and ship anywhere in the world. And we had the opportunity to find a space that was more appropriate and we could save some money. So we could, we're going to lower costs. The space is actually that we're moving to, which we will be streaming from hopefully next uh, episode. Uh, still probably with a bare wall, but hopefully we'll start to upgrade some of that. But the new facility is much more appropriate for what we need to do and what we're doing locally here in uh, Fort Collins. And that has changed since 2013. And so this was a great opportunity as our lease came due for us to make those changes. And you can look at it as that opportunity for yourself. And you can say, hey, this is a great chance for me to do something better for my business than I did when I started. So let's talk about the six Ps after a little bit of coffee. All right, so this is kind of a guideline of topics that you'll need to dig into for your own situation but I'll try to go through them and, and explain what they meant for us during this move. Okay. And the first one that I want to talk about is perception. And so when you, when you move, you want to create a narrative in your head before you share it with other people. And we're not talking about a false narrative. I'm not talking about false news or spin. What I'm talking about is, is, adopting the best possible view of what you're doing, even if it's simply a cost saving structure or a cost structure change where you, you can't afford to stay where you are. And so you have to move. That's okay. Um, but let's talk about it in more positive terms. Okay. 
um, more appropriate for our business. Simple way to say it. Nobody needs, you don't owe anyone more explanation than that, but you need to have it right in your head so that when you share the message, and we'll talk a little bit more about why this matters, but when you share the message, that perception has got to be positive. And so um, while we're doing that, we do need to acknowledge some of the negative, potential negative consequences, and we'll go through those as we, as we discuss some of the other uh, topics. Um, a couple of other things about perception. Only share the information that is important to that specific audience. So you're going to have a narrative or a uh, discussion around moving that's appropriate for your coworkers and your team. And you may have a different set of uh, notes or sharing topics for your customers or your vendors. And because each of these groups has different concerns and we want to address those um, without oversharing and without divulging information that would be harmful to your relationship with, with that group. Um, and again, we don't want to create something false, but we don't want to share information that's not required. And as a rule, you are not required to share more than you need to. And so it's important to kind of keep that in mind as you, as you construct how you're going to communicate this, this event. So, um, so you kind of have to go through and say, what is my team going to think and how are they going to feel about the move? And that's the first one. The first people that I would be concerned with is your team. What is it? What is the impact going to be on them and how are they going to feel about it? Because, um, they may feel, they may have feelings that are completely unrealistic or unrelated to the actual move but they matter and you're going to have to address those or you're going to have other problems later. And the same thing is going to happen with your customers and your vendors. Now your vendors, I, I put the vendors on the last of the list. Um, but it is important to maintain good relationships with them. And obviously we want our customers to have a good perception of what's happening. So that's the first one is perception. We have to have an understanding of how we're going to deliver that message to the various groups that matter to our business. So what's next? People. And I, I think the overarching theme that I want you to take away from this on, on, in terms of people is be patient with people, with all of them. Be patient with your employees and your coworkers. Be patient with your customers. Be patient with your vendors. And uh, be, you know, honestly, be patient with yourself. Um, some of the things that uh, employees might consider are their commute. Is that going to change for them? Are they even going to be able to stay with you? Uh, you know, our move is local. We're going about seven miles south of our current location, maybe a little bit more. Um, and so it's not a, a huge issue in terms of commute for most of us. But I do have one employee that already commutes quite a ways and they're going to have to actually go further. And that was a concern. Ultimately, I did have to say that this is the best space that we could find in the time frame that we had in the, you know, in the, with all the economics involved and everything. But it did, it did play into my consideration was how far was he going to have to commute? Um, accessibility. So uh, our current facility is completely flat. It's one story. Everything's on the same level. 
The new one, we have two upstairs locations. In our case, that's that doesn't matter. But if we had people who needed uh, accessibility to the upstairs, we'd have to take that into consideration, of course. Um, are your people attached to the current location? And you never know what people are going to be sentimental about. Uh, most of my team has been with me through more than one move already. So uh, I've kind of gotten to understand how, how that's going to work for them. Um, but you never know. Uh, you have to address the fear of change. You, and this is part of why we have to construct that narrative up front when we go to talk to our coworkers and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Because when we change something, people become concerned with what's it going to be, what's the effect going to be on me or my family. And you want to be able to explain to them what the reality is. And the reality may be that there is an impact on their family or their, their position at your company. Um, but if it's not, you need to be able to explain that. Um, people are going to get stressed out when they move. I and mean, there's a lot going on on the floor. You saw the pictures that I put up. Uh, there's a lot going on and there's going to be a lot going on for the next few weeks. And I'll explain that a little bit as we go forward. Um, you have to be prepared for people to have issues of territory in the new building or conflict about order of packing or, or they may have short fuses because they're stressed out. And so I, I here's an example. I specifically talked to my team. We decided on how we're going to pack, what order everything's going to get packed up. And one of the things that we decided was that inventory, our stock, was going to wait until the second, uh, the second move. And I'll talk a little bit about our schedule a little bit later uh, to give you some perspective on that. Um, and I came in two days later and there was inventory that had been boxed up and ready to move. And so you, you have to let that stuff go. I mean, you want to take care of it, but you also have to understand that sometimes people are just stressed out and maybe they didn't hear you when you were, uh, when we, when you were talking to them or maybe, uh, there was some other factor involved. Uh, maybe they just weren't paying attention to what they were doing because they were stressed. And so you really need to be, uh, uh, patient with, with everyone. Um, another thing to do is nurture excitement about the move in a positive way. What are the positives that are, that, that are going to happen as a result of the move? In our case, um, we are going to move into a place that is really well suited for what we're going to do. Um, the work area is open and actually better configured than the place that we currently have. Um, and the area where we're going to do media production is uh, specifically exciting to me because we have um, a little bit larger space. The space I'm in now is about 10 feet, 12 feet wide and about 20 feet long. And that might sound like a big room, but when you start to put cameras and lights and a workstation into a room that size, um, it gets small pretty fast. And so I'm looking forward to having a little bit more space so that we can do webinars, live streams, uh, uh, stationary video, product video, and stuff like that um, in, in a little bit better configuration. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, we have a private office for our salesperson, uh, which is nice. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited about, and you want to nurture that. You want people to be excited about it. 
Um, in, primarily in this case, I'm talking about your team. We want them to be excited about the move. If they're excited, they'll be positive when they're talking to your customers and your vendors. And you definitely want a portrayal of positive uh, vibes, if you will, going out to those groups. Okay. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how your customers might feel. Well, the first question that customers might have is solvency, right? Are you still okay because you're moving? So we have to address that with the first topic and that's perception, right? So we go back to that. How do we address the issue of solvency? How do we assure our customers that we're still going to be around? Um, and how does your move affect your customers? If it's a foot traffic business, are they going to have to change their habits in order to continue to, to uh, patronize your company? Um, if in, you know, in our case, we ship anywhere in the world, it's a matter of organizing, you know, paying bills and, and getting paid. Uh, although most of that is being done online these days or uh, via wire transfer. But, you know, there are issues like that. Do they have to change their habits? Um, and, and how does it affect them? Uh, and, and how you, as a kind of a subcontext to that, how does that affect your revenue and your planned revenue when you move? In our case, because our business is not local, we don't expect any change, any, any revenue impact, any sales impact based on, on the change in location. But there, uh, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit more when I talk about how we planned our move, but there's potentially an impact in our ability to ship product because of the move. Excuse me. So, um, and then of course you're going to have a change in contact information or potentially a change in contact information um, when it comes to a move because of the change of address. So we, let's talk a little bit about vendors. And again, you're going to have the perception of solvency. So when, when a company moves, you want to make sure that, that, uh, that your vendors are not worried about getting paid. Um, and, and then the same questions kind of apply as to your customers. How does the move affect your vendors? If you have local vendors... And we have a printing guy that's right here in town. If he's going to deliver product, he's going to have to drive another seven or eight miles uh, south or potentially just, you know, put stuff on a truck. Um, if you have uh, uh, other logistical concerns, for example, what if your current location has a dock and your new location does not? Uh, that affects your delivery when trucks come in. So you have to be... Uh, aware of those things and and keep on top of them. So that's that's kind of how we go through the people that are going to be affected by the move, and what uh, what we have to think about in terms of delivering the message to them and making sure that their concerns are addressed. So the next P is planning, and uh, my two cents here. The short answer is plan early and don't expect your plan to work. Uh, which means be willing to change it. Uh, it's very hard to plan a space as a small business owner to plan a new space and hit every I and, and T, make sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Something usually doesn't work like you think. Um, we measured the floor in the new space. We planned out where we're going to put all of our workbenches and, and our desks and all of our stuff. And I can guarantee we, when the moving truck unloads, something's not going to fit where we thought it would. 
and that's that's okay. You just have to be aware that it's going to happen and uh, be willing to adapt and adjust to make sure that uh, you don't need your plan. You need a plan that works in the new space. So that's the first thing. Plan early because you do need to plan. There's a lot going on, but don't expect, expect your plan to be 100% right walking in the door of the new building. Okay. Um, so how do you prep for a... Uh, uh, prepping for a new location, uh, what needs to get done? And let's, you know, so when you walk a building and you, you have to have a vision for how your company is going to work in that space. And that space might not look anything like it needs to for you to do your work. When we came into this space um, that we're leaving, it was, uh, uh, it had been a school. And so there were all kinds of classrooms and little corridors and it was a honeycomb almost of, of walls and, and constraint. And um, we had to come in and say, okay, we're going to have a conference room and uh, an office, and then the rest of it's going to be open. And we had to be able to plan around uh, a vision of a building that we couldn't see. And, uh, and you're going to need to do the same thing as well. Uh, but you're also going to have to look at what facilities and services you're going to need and you need to start planning to get those installed quickly and efficiently as soon as the landlord will allow it. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, is the electrical system up to your needs and expectations? Um, do you have internet service there? Uh, you know, do you need to change something about the flooring? Is the ceiling appropriate for what you need? Um, general repair and maintenance, uh, HVAC inspection and repair. So your, your heating and air conditioning system uh, we got to the we got to the new place and everything looked great, uh, but it turned out that the tenant prior to us had not had the gas turned on at all. They didn't need it for whatever reason, and so we <laughs> turned on the furnaces and one of them didn't work. And so you need to go through that kind of process and make sure that the systems are going to work for what you need. And if they don't get plans uh, put in place to get the service done. And for for this move, we've been, uh, there was actually a a car in the, what we're going to use for a main shop floor uh, up until yesterday. And they're putting in new floors on Monday. So I started to get a little bit nervous about that, right? Because I've got people coming in to put in flooring and I've got a, an old car that is sitting in the, in the, uh, workspace. So, you know, you have to plan and, and keep on top of that stuff. And I had to make a few phone calls and it turns out they were, they had it, uh, taken care of, um, and it's gone now, but, uh, you have to stay on top of that stuff. So you don't lose, uh, lose time in your schedule and you don't have a vendor coming in to put in a floor and then say, Oh, by the way, the heater doesn't work. So it's too cold to do the floor or there's a car in the driveway or in the, in the shop and we can't do the floor. Um, so you, because then you just push out your move in date, right? So, uh, I want to talk a little bit in the same area about, uh, your timeline versus the landlord's timeline. And this came up because, uh, <laughs> I got, we got scheduled, we got our move in date or we got our, our occupancy date and I had the expectation that 
we'd be able to get all the tenant finish done uh, and that there would be no uh, no reason why we couldn't get it all done before that that occupancy date. But the landlord didn't didn't um, cancel the prior tenant's lease until the day before we want to take occupancy. So now in our case, we are very lucky. The prior tenant is has been mostly out of the building already. They don't want to be there. And they were kind enough to let us work in the new facility while they still technically had possession of the space. Um, but that could have gone differently. And I won't say badly because all that would have done is said, okay, we have to start our tenant finish on uh, next Wednesday instead of moving in or starting our move in process at that time. Uh, that would have been catastrophic, would have been okay, but it needs to be part of your plan. So you need to keep it in mind. Uh, and I understand why the landlord did it because it means there's no loss in revenue for them, right? Uh, they have one tenant one day and another tenant the next day. And so that all works real. It all works if you plan and you communicate. Um, and, and as you work with the new landlord, I guess this is kind of an aside, but um, remember they're your partner. You're going to be working with them for hopefully a number of years and they're not your enemy, but they're also not your servant. And while we need to hold them accountable, we want to be reasonable because it's going to be a relationship that could last a long time and you don't want it to be, um, uh, you know, like this. And there's a word and I'm not thinking of it, but that's okay. Um, uh, so the, I, I want to talk a little bit about our plan now in terms of the process of, because we're in that stage of the, um, uh, uh, the the six P's we're in the planning stage. So when, when we did our plan, we looked at the date we can move in, which is the 15th. And we started to say, okay, what services do we need? Well, we're going to need internet. We need the floors done. We need, uh, the HVAC system to work. Uh, and so we go through all of the things we needed and we started to schedule those services to get completed prior to uh, the date we wanted to move in. Originally, we would have moved in on Wednesday, um, but we're having the floors installed on Monday and Tuesday. I wanted to give them a few more days to cure. So the, the first official move date is going to be Friday. And then we're going to do, so that we're going to do uh, admin, uh, marketing and media production, the conference room and sales, uh, and half of our test and production uh, equipment on that first day. And the reason we're doing that is myself, the sales team, we're easy to move. We need a desk and we need internet, internet and a computer with electricity and we're good. We're ready to move. So, um, we get moved, we get set up down there with uh, a few benches, uh, for the, the technical team and the application support team, the product design for them to work. And now they can work in either location. And that's critical for us because we, those are the people who are really, really important, uh, to delivering product to shipping. And so we had to get them set up in both places at one time. And if you have the luxury of doing that, that's great. You don't always have that capability. Um, but you do have to look at 
what you can do to minimize your downtime. So we're able to keep production up at one location, I in either location, while we're moving and packing the other location. So, uh, and then the remaining production test and physical inventory will all move in the second move two weeks later. And that gives us time to continue to serve customers. And then when we have a slow period or we schedule some time, we can go in and shut down or uh, pack up the facility here and move it, you know, get it ready for the second uh, truck to go down a couple weeks later. So that's how we did our, our uh, plan. The next P is processes. And this is, we're talking about what equipment and services are required to do your specific business. And are they at the new building? Um, cooling water, internet speed. For example, if we want to do webinars, live streams like this, we need a certain upload speed. Download speeds are easy now, right? But upload speeds can still be very slow. And so a five megabit upload speed, if you've got a couple of computers on the system, you start to run the risk of having latency or recording problems or something else when you're trying to do a webinar or a live stream. And uh, so we want to make sure that facility's in place. Uh, do you have special power requirements? Uh, do you need a clean room? Do you need temperature or humidity control in certain areas or, or a special finish to a room? All of those things you need to be thinking about so that you're not making any assumptions about the space that aren't taken care of by the time you get there. Um, and, you know, there's standard services like internet, phone, electricity, stuff like that that are pretty low, pretty much low hanging fruit in terms of, of, you know, making sure they're taken care of, but you do need to, to make sure you have them all. So the next P is property. And there's a couple of things about property. I'm talking about basically your stuff. Um, the first question is, is it worth moving? Okay. A move is a great time to purge so that you're only moving the stuff that you really need to do your work. Um, uh, we moved here eight years ago um, and we took a lot of stuff that we probably shouldn't have. Uh, this time, I'm really trying to encourage people to go through stuff with carefully, empty every drawer, make sure that what's in the drawer needs to actually go to the new place um, so is it worth moving at all? Uh, if you don't want to move it, uh, we have tried very hard to, uh, get it on Craigslist or eBay or even donations so that, um, we're not sending stuff to the landfill. Um, there is stuff that we can't give away filing cabinets, having a really hard time getting rid of filing cabinets because everybody I guess is going digital. So ourselves included. Um, but, uh, when it comes to moving your stuff, Who's doing it? Are you hiring a truck? Are you doing it yourself? Uh, and, and stuff like that needs to be considered. Is it reasonable for you to expect your coworkers and your team to help you move? Um, in some cases, that might be fine. The first move we did, we did from a basement to a second story uh, temporary facility while we were waiting for our first you know, permanent space to be ready. 
we did that all ourselves and we have some very heavy workbenches. It was pretty painful. Um, and that's what you do sometimes when you're starting up, but you need to realize or at least take into consideration whether or not that's a reasonable expectation to have of your team. And uh, so, you know, how heavy, how bulky is the equipment? One of the really good ones is will it fit through the doors? Um, if you install a piece of equipment, it may have come disassembled and it may not actually go out of the building if it's fully assembled or it may not fit into the new building. You may have a piece of equipment that fits fine through the double door in your current facility, but won't fit at all through any door in the new facility. And that's stuff that's really important to think about and plan ahead. Because if you think about it and plan ahead, you can take care of it. Uh, if you don't, you've got, you know, a huge machine sitting outside your door because you can't get it in the building. And then you have a, a crisis or potentially have a crisis. Um, so, uh, then, so in our case, we're having move, we're packing most of, most of the, the facility ourselves, and then we're having movers truck it down and then we'll unpack. Um, and that's, you know, so that's, I'm not expecting anyone to lift anything heavy, uh, or do anything that they, uh, you know, aren't ready to do. Um, but that's a decision that you have to make for yourself. Um, and finally, uh, in terms of, of uh, the P's, we have productivity. So will your productivity be an, an ability to serve customers be impacted by your move? Um, the, the key there is not to avoid it at all costs, although you know an interruption of revenue is a big deal for a small business. But the real key is to set clear expectations with your customers about what they can expect and with your vendors. Because if they're going to ship something to you and you can't receive it because you're not, you're not in your new building, but you're not at your old building, or there's a time period where that's going to be a problem, you certainly don't want a huge shipment of material at your old building when two days later you're going to ship it to your new building. Then you're just paying for it twice because you're paying for it to come from your vendor and you're paying for it because the movers have to take it, right? So we don't want to do that. Uh, and the other kind of an aside is that business interruptions force customers to look elsewhere. And we don't want to do that unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, so we don't want to create an obstacle for our customers. So try to set expectations so that they know how and when they're going to be able to get service. Okay. So, uh, just to wrap things up, the, there's, uh, you know, six guideposts, what I call the six P's uh, of topics that you need to look at when you move. And you do need to go through each of them and talk about or, or research and think about how each of them is going to impact your business. Uh, moving a location is a big deal uh, or it can be a big deal. I mean, it may be, maybe uh, if you have a, an operation where everything's fairly mobile, it's not, it's not as, as big a deal, but for us, we're still a small company and it, but we have a lot of stuff to move and it, it did. So it becomes a big deal. Um, really think about the people involved, your own team, your customers, and then of course your vendors and then plan, but adapt. Okay. So that's, uh, basically all I have to talk about on this. Um, the, I don't have any, usually I have some suggested actions unless you're moving. I, I don't have any suggested actions. If you are moving, 
by all means, uh, grab those six Ps and start making some notes. Um, I want to thank you for listening today. Your questions, comments, or suggestions are very welcome at q.a at b50p.com. You can subscribe to the Up and to the Right podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, YouTube, or even hopefully on the YouTube channel. Uh, You can watch the videos or or see the live uh, event. I am going to schedule it, so eventually we'll have live at a specific time. Uh, We're not quite there yet. You can see the show notes for anything that I've uh, researched or uh, talked about at beyond50percent.com. And those notes will be updated on this video a little bit later um, and will be on the website. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, it's time to get back to work.